We begin with a reading, excerpted and adapted from the novel Harun and the Sea of Stories by Salman Rushdie. There is a boy called Harun who has been on a great adventure. At this moment, the walrus notices that Harun is a bit down. What is it? What's the matter? It's no use asking for anything, Harun answered in a low voice, because what I really want is something nobody can give me. Nonsense, retorted the walrus. I know perfectly well what you want. You've been on a great adventure, and at the end of great adventures, everybody wants the same thing. Oh, and what's that? asked Harun, a little belligerently. A happy ending, the walrus said. That shut Harun up. Isn't it the truth? the walrus asked. Well, yes, I suppose it is. The walrus nodded slowly and judiciously seven times. <clears throat> the walrus began, Happy endings are much rarer in stories and in life than most people think. You could almost say they are the exceptions, not the rule. And it is precisely because happy endings are so rare that we have learned how to synthesize them artificially. In plain language, we can make them up. That's impossible, Harun protested. The walrus went on, as for impossible. Most people would say that everything that's happened to you lately is quite, quite impossible. Why make a fuss about this particular impossible thing? This was the reading I used in the second sermon I ever preached. The postlude was pop starlet Katy Perry's Waking Up in Vegas, which, if you're not familiar with the tune, has the winning chorus line, get up and shake the glitter off your clothes now, that's what you get for waking up in Vegas. <laughs> Behind the pulpit, I was wearing shorts and athletic sandals. It was the summer before I came to graduate school. We have come a long way. We've been on a great adventure. And I don't know about you, but I, like Haroon, want that particular impossible thing, a happy ending. We end things all the time, relationships, jobs, school. We say goodbye to bikes and cars, apartments, pets. Friends move away. We move away. And in the face of endings, we create little rituals instinctively. We make breakup CDs, we have retirement parties, we sign each other's yearbooks. When my family moved away from Knoxville, Tennessee, I was 12. I wrote a little note and left it in my closet, addressed to the future children who might live there. Our realtor found it when doing a last swipe of the house. My girlfriend used to work in early childhood education and introduced me to one particular way of intentionally creating rituals around ending, the transition song. 
Perhaps you have been the recipient or the giver of this practice. It goes something like this. Say you have to leave something. For example, I was visiting some friends in Iowa this week, playing on the farm, picking strawberries, singing songs on the front porch, and I had to leave. When it came time to pack up my dirty feet and board the plane to Boston to go to a five-hour strategic planning meeting yesterday, I very much wish someone would have sung me the transition song. Mine could have gone something like this. Goodbye, Iowa. Goodbye, Iowa. Goodbye, Iowa. It's time to leave heaven and go back to Boston. Don't miss your flight. <laughs> we build transition songs and transition words into our worship, too. When the children leave to go to religious education, we sing them out with blessing. As worship closes, we extinguish our chalice and turn to greet each other. When one of my best friends started taking testosterone as part of his transition from female to male, a few of us gathered, lighting candles for the things he was excited about and placing stones on an altar for the things he was letting go of. These rituals, whether little songs or more involved moments of reflection, ease our leave-taking. I'm actually convinced that there are two kinds of happy endings. One in which the thing doesn't actually end, the fake-out happy ending. The star-crossed lovers don't die. They elope. They have two fat babies. This, I would contend, is not a happy ending because the thing didn't end. There is, however, a second kind of happy ending when things actually do end, but it somehow fits. It feels satisfying, peaceful, right. Like this is how it should be according to the cycles of things. Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time for everything, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot. An elder listens to her favorite music and lets death carry her away. The end of a career means the beginning of a new one or a long-awaited retirement. The end of my ministerial internship means the beginning of a wonderful new one. Some of what we call happy endings may actually be happy, jubilant, joyful. But many that we may call happy endings are not so much happy, but healthy, a leave-taking done well. And I am convinced that a real happy ending, a healthy leave-taking, can, in fact, as the walrus says, be made up with the right combination of time, ritual, and intention. Unitarian Universalist minister Reverend Mark Morrison-Reed understands the phoenix as a symbol that can guide healthy leave-taking. He quotes the Dictionary of Symbols' description of a phoenix. Legend has it that when it saw death draw near, it would make a nest of sweet-smelling wood and resins 
which it would expose to the full force of the sun's rays until it burnt itself to ashes in the flame. Another phoenix would then rise from the marrow of its bones. Morrison Reed offers that we might follow the phoenix, prepare for an ending with celebration and thanksgiving, letting any grudges or regrets become ash as new life, new beginnings rise. At some point, we all let go with hands. We all end things. And healthy endings are not impossible. It is a thing we can make by emulating the phoenix, ending and beginning all in one, by giving ourselves time to get ready, by singing a silly and comforting song, by saying out loud what we're going towards and what we're leaving behind. All we do in this life, as we sang earlier, is a short embrace. As I end my ministerial internship here at First Parish, Cambridge, I am so, so thankful for this embrace. For all you have taught me, for all you have let me give. And this ending, I pray, is a happy one. Happy not because I am necessarily glad to go, but because we have had ritual and songs and intention around this leave-taking. We'll have a bit more celebration after worship. And then I pray, I hope, that we'll have done that particular impossible thing. We'll have ended happily, healthily. May it be so. Amen. And blessed be.